1: Hello, I'm Scott Sockler. And I'm Eben Novi williams And this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast where we, I tried to do it as best as Barr, like we, I know I don't sound to the entire audience. I sound nothing like Barr. He's the best. Sounds great. We know it. Unfortunately, Michael is not here today. Uh, We miss you, Michael. But today we begin with Eben, the NCAA on trial really could have a material impact on the business of college sports.
2: Yeah, it's funny. One week after the end of the uh, antitrust lawsuit against the NCAA out in California, come uh, comeback, East Coast in New York, uh, the start of the FBI, the federal investigation and the charges into bribery in college basketball. Uh, Jim Gatto, the Adidas executive, two others, including one of whom was an Adidas consultant. Uh, their trial start today, in New York. This was a huge deal last October. Um, and then we didn't hear, yeah, that, fizzle, didn't hear right? that much yeah. about it. Um, it's kind of hard to argue that in the wake of, of everything the FBI revealed, which was essentially rampant bribery in terms of middlemen and shoe executives and colleges paying for talent to come to their schools, oh. uh, not oh. much has changed. Not <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. Uh, I don't think there's been a material change on college basketball quite yet. Uh, however, uh, th- this is going to be an inter- interesting trial. From what I understand, one of the arguments that 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 Gatto's lawyer is going to put forward is that it's hard to charge to to charge him with something that everybody is doing. You know that that he is not an outlier breaking the system. He is just one piece. So if of I'm what is a speeding down the highway system.
1: at hundred miles an hour, I get pulled over with radar doing a hundred. I don't think I can go before the judge and say but I was only doing the same speed as everybody else. Sure,
2: but if, if you're on a highway and the speed limit is, is 25 and everyone's doing 60, you you would have an argument to say, listen, the, 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 the speed limit is insane, right? Like, it is it is stupid to- They still get to, a ticket. I mean, yes. You might. Yeah, sure. I, I'm not saying it's the best <laughs> legal argument, and I don't think either of us are experts enough to understand exactly Paging how- Mike McCann. Uh, how exactly how well that works. But um, it does seem as though in the trial, you know, the schools are presented as victims. And my guess is that at some point along the line, uh, one of these defense attorneys is going to say, look, it, it's insane to, to think that, you know, the University of Kansas or, or Louisville is a victim here when they are the ones benefiting from these guys coming onto campus and may in fact being the ones pulling the strings in the first place.
1: But is there outsized influence from Nike, from UA, from Reebok, you, you name it, in, within the athletic department, which we know has tremendous sway and influence within the university.
2: Totally, yeah. Depending on the the shoe sponsor and depending on the school, yeah, there are are places where, I mean, Adidas and Louisville are a perfect example. You know, they were joined at the hip. Louisville was, I mean, for for a while and probably will continue to be kind of the, the main... Uh, the main staple of, of adidas's sponsorship you know the, a lot of the stuff that adidas was rolling out they were trying first on the Louisville campus you know they have a they, they had a student center there you know working on innovation you know, relationships like that and, and that one specifically is at the heart here and, and if you think about the fallout of what happened back in October uh, Rick Bettino is really the only, Coach to my head coach to my knowledge, so far, who, who's come come down as a result of this. Um, Mark Jurich, the athletic director at Louisville, also lost his job. Um, that's kind of the place where it's been it's been felt the biggest impact. Outside of that, not much has happened yet.
1: Well, speaking of the aggrieved one, J. R. Smith, he feels picked on. <laughs> poor J. Poor J. R. Smith is feeling picked on. Ooh,
2: poor J. R. Smith. You don't you don't hear that very often.
1: Well, that's I'm saying this is. This would be his take on what's happening if you saw his tweet. You know, oh, they don't pick on anybody else but me. Only I would have to face this. And it's, he's got a tattoo Mm. with the Supreme logo on his leg, the clothing company. And it's pretty straightforward in the collective bargaining agreement, which means the deal signed between your union, JR, and the NBA, that you can't do that. And yet, Mr. Smith is unhappy.
2: Am I am I correct in in, in remembering didn't Stefan Marbury put the, the logo of his shoes on his head as a remember. as a tattoo? I don't remember. I, I do remember he did, he
1: certainly, if he did, he certainly didn't have to cover My it. My favorite one ever. Years ago, and man, I'm dating myself, Richard Hamilton of the Detroit Pistons got his hair done in the tire tread of a, of a Goodyear tire. That was the promotion. And I think they even won some awards with it. That's but smart. That was pretty, not in the CVA, That yeah. No, I mean, that's okay because it doesn't say Goodyear, but everybody was talking about it. And, of course, Goodyear got mentioned because Rip came out with, like, the tire tracks in his head. So maybe they need to be a little bit more creative in the J.R. Smith
2: camp. So I'm looking here at photos of Steph Marbury in, in a Knicks jersey with the that's that star the logo on his head. So at least at some point in the past, players have been allowed to take the court with a tattoo that was a that was a logo of some sort.
1: Well, this was in his hair or a tattoo. No, it's a tattoo. It's on his it's really? on the, the side of his temple. Yeah, well, I'm not really sure how you cover that up, but maybe you can wear your Beats by Dre <laughs> over you know in a different spot.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's fair to say that this is not the NBA picking on J.R. Smith. Right. I think this is a a business decision protecting the the, the, the companies that pay a lot of money.
1: Uh, to to be associated with your sport, Supreme would know this. So, do you think the play here is that we're all talking about it now? Because if you if you watch Jr. Smith in a basketball game, one, you don't see his calf a whole heck of a lot, and I'm, like you want the TV cameras more than you want the in arena. Two, the guy's covered in tattoos, so it's not even like this thing stands out. It's the only one he's got. I'm not sure of the ROI. Of, in, of the tattoo in the first
2: place. Yeah, well, Supreme, two things. One, Supreme does interesting, weird marketing things. When, when they took over the cover, of, was it the New York Post or the Daily yeah. News? Yeah, wrapped it in Supreme. Yeah, yeah, suddenly they were they were reselling on eBay for, for a lot more than people paid for them. And you, you told me about the MetroCard. The Cards. MetroCard was another one, yeah. Supreme, I Well, I people don't in, know the in, MetroCard in, in, is in the
1: a, subway swipe card in, in Manhattan. In a deal with
2: York. the MTA, which runs the, the subway here in New York, uh, Supreme put their logo on uh, it was their red and white cards and, and one out of i don't know what the number was but maybe one out of a hundred cards that came out of the machine were our supreme metro cards and i saw that morning people lining up at each machine you know there were lines 20 that could people be a regular long, morning here and right people were buying like <laughs> 10 at a time Buying ten at a time, just hoping that when it came out, it was it was one of the supreme ones. Uh, so they're clearly they do interesting and, and guerrilla type marketing. Uh, do, do we know if they pay? Did they pay J R Smith to, to put this on his body, or did he? I, just I don't do know. It?
1: I mean, I'm assuming they paid him to do this, or gave I, him I'm some clothing, sure and maybe just a <laughs> merchandise deal. I don't know.
2: Yeah, I, I would love to know the uh, the 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 history behind the tattoo. Uh, but J R Smith is a
1: is yeah, a tweet directly to at Novi Williams underscore Novi Williams for other basketball players
2: that are roughly his skill level uh he gets a lot of attention um so you know maybe he's the right type it, of person to it the to, attention to
1: it. you want like for getting the time on the, like that's not is there
2: bad attention in this in this regard in, I mean, in, sp- I,
1: in sports there might be bad
2: attention i can't imagine anyone is thinks less of supreme because jr smith put their logo right. on his
1: Well, you know who else is getting attention and wants attention? Earl Thomas. Mm, off, sad. Off. <laughs> but this is like the this is the sad. business of football. This is the business behind it all. Every time fans are like lamenting a player, bleepity bleep bleep, get on the field. You yeah, remember? I mean, we've had a few people in this country label them spoiled mm-hmm. millionaire. The whole thing. Case in point, Earl Thomas.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's arguing for a, a long-term contract. He's in the final year of his deal. Uh, he has been uh, very careful about trying to preserve his health. You know, he, he skipped a lot of the, the Seahawks uh, preseason stuff. He's been skipping practices, I Could believe, Could you not argue well.
1: that in football that's the way to go? Like, keep yourself – forget – Forget hitting in practices. Forget preseason for sure. Save it for the games, buddy. Yeah, like, that's I mean, when it was, it
2: was it Todd Gurley, the Rams running yeah. back, who skipped all the yeah. preseason stuff? And yeah. I think the journalist asked him, like, yeah. what, what, "What you missed all the preseason? What does that mean to the you?" College players like, skipping I'm the luckiest their, man alive. Yeah, the yeah. college
1: players <laughs> skipping their bowl games, yeah. probably getting smart. I mean, why if you're a star college player about to go for the draft would you play in a bowl game? Yeah,
2: and we've talked about Steelers running back Le'Veon Bell yeah. on this show before. You know, who's taking the extreme version of this, which is like, I'm not going to play in my contract. Year. Yeah, he's I'm, lost
1: I'm, like three million bucks already,
2: at least, and, and there's a good chance that he doesn't see a field until week ten at the earliest, you know, which is the the last he can come back while still getting credit for this season. Um, but you know, Earl Thomas was doing a lot of the the smart things, except he played in games, and unfortunately, it looks like he broke his leg uh, yesterday. Um,
1: and as he's so, but this this will caught my attention. Yeah. As he's being carted off the field, <laughs> it appears that he gives the middle finger. What, to the entire sideline of his team <laughs> yeah I, the,
2: the two I mean the two easy explanations I can think of one is that it's a it's a it's a flipping the bird to management or two as we Maybe saw just the game the whole game as we saw with Le'Veon Bell also you know and this surprised me when it happened a few weeks ago with the Steelers there were players that were pretty outspoken that, that he was being selfish you know yeah. that he was you know putting himself before the team etc there's a chance that Earl Thomas has also gotten that from players you know who who think that he's he's not acting in in the best interest of the team and that middle finger could very well have been aimed at those people who were, you know, criticizing him for doing what was best for his body. Uh, when the truth, you know, you, you take one hit the wrong way, you step the wrong way, and suddenly, you know, you're out for the year. Yeah. And that will have a material, material impact on his free agent contract at the end of the year. Maybe
1: before you criticize there, but for the grace of the football gods, go I, you know, off the field, done for the year. Yeah, and
2: it's funny. It's part of a larger thing that, that we've discussed before as well, that I feel as though, more so than other sports, NFL players don't seem to to work in unison as well as maybe they should, you know, and, and this is another perfect example of a guy who's, you know, understands his career is short. He's at the in the middle or already at the tail end of his career. He probably has one big deal left, right. you know. He's still playing on, on Sundays. He's just, you know, he's t- there for you. T- t- taking some practices as Well, off, let, let
1: us bring in one of our favorite books, and we share this Sun Tzu's The Art of War. Oh, love it. Yeah. Where, I mean, yes, there is the just the straight up high ground and all that. But one of the messages in Sun Tzu is if you're the general, if you want to be the leader, you cannot enjoy an amenity that the troops do not enjoy. So, for instance, if there's a terrible, pounding rainstorm and you're the leader, you better not have a tent while everybody else is getting wet. And maybe they think here, Earl Thomas wants a tent.
2: Yeah, it will be interesting to think about what the... I mean, because Le'Veon Bell and now Earl Thomas, both of these have become big stories. You know, there's something that every NFL player is aware of. I do wonder if we may be entering this age where players may be doing more of what Le'Veon Bell is doing, you know, we're, we're certainly seeing more college players, as you said, skipping their final, you know, bowl game, because, you know, if you're an NFL prospect, it's probably pointless and, and worthless from a financial standpoint to, to play in that game. Um, yeah, the the, the there's going to be a lot in the next CBA negotiation for the NFL tied to this kind of stuff. The franchise tag will get a hefty look, The ability for teams to continue to hold on to players uh, without giving them long-term deals, that is something that I imagine D. Smith and the NFLPA will be focusing on heavily.
1: Let's finish up later in the week. Our guest is uh, Derek Schiller, president of the Braves. Mm -hmm. A little baseball. Two, two games today in baseball. Never happened before because they're tiebreakers. Are you excited? Are you going to watch them? I'm excited, yeah. Kind of fun, right? can, Can you think of a better major rule change that
2: a sport has done in the past 10 years than baseball going to the... To the double wild card model, right? I mean, it has made the final two weeks of the season much more exciting for a, a number of more teams. You know, the the first year they did it, we had that amazing kind of tick tock down
1: final that final co- day final was unbelievable. Final was, hour, was, yeah, that was, was unbelievable. It was wild.
2: And now, you know, and and this is you know divisional car division winners and wildcard, wild card, but we have two playoff games before we even get to the to the other wild card. Playoff games. Right. I mean, and I think it's not this like is you're big, out.
1: You, if you win, you go to the division series. If you lose, you then, you got to play a Sure, game. but that's a, that's
2: that, great. That's that's a big incentive. Right? Oh, I, you want to win. This this is, absolutely, you're definitely going to want to win a the critical, game. Critical, critical game to win for both those teams. But yeah, no, I think this is great. It's great for baseball. It's uh, it's good for ESPN, which I think is carrying both those games. Uh, on Monday during the day, and then Monday night they get the they get the Monday night football game, obviously. Um, but yeah, no, I think baseball's done a great job, you know, making opening the postseason and opening options like this, uh, making them more likely heading down into September.
1: Aaron Judge still selling a lot of stuff, by the way, even though he missed a big chunk Amazing. of the season. Yeah, does that surprise you? No, it doesn't surprise me. Ruthian guy, yeah. like man, he just he hits it high, he hits it hard. <laughs> Just plays in he's New York, good, he's, got he's got a good a nickname, good team.
2: he's marketable. <laughs> yeah, kids he's, like kids like the judge. He's in the ESPN commercials.
1: Well, Alright, well anyway, this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast. I'm Scott Soschnick, along with Eben Novi williams We're here each and every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, exploring the world of money and sports.
2: Join us again at the end of the week when we speak with Derek
1: Schiller, president of the Atlanta Braves. You're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports on Bloomberg Radio around the world, and whatever platform you procure your podcast.